Hi, welcome to our podcast, Like Jasper. My name is Sarah Calvin, and I'm your host, along with my fabulous cousin, Brittany Gonzalez. Our podcast comes from a scripture found in Revelations 4.3, where in John's vision, he attempts to describe the indescribable image of Christ and says he is like Jasper. Our hope is to be more like him daily and come alongside of you to encourage and build you up in your faith. Join us on today's episode of Like Jasper. Hey. hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is our first Bible study. Yes. Um, I can't wait. I mean, I mean, we study the Bible on all of them, but literally <laughs> the topic is just Psalm 91. That's just the only topic. Um, yep. <laughs> we've been wanting to do this um, since last, I guess, season. We're calling this season two, but we just had other things you know that didn't happen and even since we you know started the new year we've been like yes we want to do a bible study let's just be praying about which one and i just thought it was really cool how it just kind of fell um just kind of tumbled out of you like we were thinking we both thought certain books of the bible would be good and right we didn't know what it looked like we, yeah we the structure was calling us to do a bible study but we we're like okay so how do we do that <laughs> on a yeah. podcast yeah that's not like your <clears throat> average like how do, how do i make that work and you know we talked back <laughs> and forth about like how we kind of envisioned it but still no confirmation about where to begin in the 66 books of the Bible? <laughs> Where do you, what do you want us to just do a verse? What do you want us to do? And today it just kind of unfolded. And um, I just had so much joy and peace about it, like immediately. Um, yeah. So it was just really good. So that, you know, that's what we're doing today is, is Psalms 91. And um, I have written so much down just on the first four verses Right. right and so we're it's just so gonna, much meat it's so, much, it's so much it just is and I wish that we took the time to do this with everything that we read in the bible honestly I wish we we would just go ahead and commit to sitting and really and dissecting yeah yeah but um yeah. so for you guys the listeners we don't want to we're going to be you know, sharing, we don't want to overwhelm you with too much scripture that you just glaze over. And we want to take it in tiny bites so that it can just really impact your life. Maybe. Yeah. And digest. Yes. Digest. That's a good one. Digest. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, do you want to start us off? Sure. Actually, can I start us off by reading Psalms 91 and then, um, and then we start from there. Absolutely. I love that. Let's do it. So Psalms 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His Faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors at night, nor of the arrows that fly by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though thousands fall at your side, though ten thousands are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Mm. I think the listeners, if you've never heard Psalm 91, you could see why we're only doing the first four verses. (laughs) Because it was so like, yeah, woo, yeah. And then the next verse would come. You're like, that's right. And then the next verse, and you're like, oh, it's so good that you you miss. We in what I was doing. It's like, it's so good. And yet I miss so much Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, open my eyes 
to so much. So thank you for, I love that. What version was that? So that one was the NLT, um, but the one I did my deeper study in was the NASB. Okay. I did mine. Well, I did mine from my NET Bible. Like I wrote the verses out and then dissected it from the Mm -hmm. NET. But um, when I I used um, my app, I did Bible comparison for like 15 different versions um, which I've never done that many. I always kind of have a core set, the, the NASB, NET, and the ESV, and then uh, the other sort of supplemental will be the King James, especially because if I need to, if I see, there's sometimes always that like root of like m- the language is yeah. way different in King James. And sometimes I feel like it's really spot on. And then sometimes I feel like it's not. So I like to go, when I say, right. I like to compare versions too. Yeah. But those are my, but this time I did like 15 different ones, ones I've never read in before. Um, I had this way to look at all the comparisons and it was just like, whoa, I can't believe this. Yeah. It was hard for me yeah. to, yeah, it's hard. This was hard. So yeah. <laughs> Um, good hard yeah in a good way like it's just so much I want to say it all um so um which bible do you have right now which translation the NET okay so how about we both just read verse one from our different versions and start from there yes that's perfect okay so I have the NASB which says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty what is your say? I love that. I'm so glad that we're doing it this way because I had almost forgot to, this was a big point when I was starting. So mine is different. This version is different from all the other ones, including yours, as it starts out as an address. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Could you hear that? Yeah. Um, did you hear that sound though? The, uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. Sure. There we go. All right. I'm sorry. The technical issues as always. Everybody. That's okay. Oh, Brittany, we're losing you. I don't know if you could hear me. Um, Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I lost you. Oh, no, we're losing you again. No, we're back. We're back. Can you hear me? Yay. Okay, great. See how? Look, look at that. Okay, we're good. Okay. um, Anyways, mine is different than all the ones that I saw and yours. I love yours. Yours is the one that I feel like I almost memorized that time we tried to memorize, remember? (laughs) Um, And you did and I didn't. But this one, mine, the NET, is an address, like a um, directive to a person almost. It says, as for you... The one who lives in the shelter of the Most High and resides in the protective shadow of the Sovereign One. And it's because as it goes down, it's almost like he's saying it to the, it isn't almost, it is like he's saying it it to those I I discovered that as I was reading it too. Yeah, it is to you like hey like an uh almost like a letter it, like, it was hey, yeah a letter yeah, and a promise really cool. like here's what and when we were when we were like memorizing this i don't even know how long was that a year ago I maybe know. i don't even all know our life is blending was. together i i did yeah me too um i didn't even realize at that time even as much as time we were in this chapter that it was necessarily an address until today did you no i didn't it was only because i did it from this version yeah that's so interesting because even the <laughs> other versions they don't they don't I mean once I saw it like that and I went back I was like oh yeah well I guess I can see that here but I did not see that I did not see it as like a declaration as for you the one who lives in the shelter of the most high and resides in the protective shadow of the sovereign one and then the rest of the it's like that's the criteria to receive all the promises that every next verse holds yeah that's so true yeah and um i don't know how you broke this down but you i'm pretty sure you know that i did a word search because that's how (laughs) i did too did you okay but what did you how did i what i did was i underlined the words that were really impactful for me and those are the Mm -hmm. ones that i looked up so yeah that was pretty much how i did it too the ones that really stood out to me and i looked up so my first word was dwell did you do dwell i did do dwell (laughs) but um mine says lives and so i wrote both of those down but yes what what is your what did you get from that 
Um, so dwell was it was the word, and I'm gonna butcher how to pronounce it as we as I always do, but um Yashaba is how the word dwell in the original Hebrew um language that that's the word, but it means to sit down, to abide. I love to mm-hmm. abide, to inhabit, to remain. And I also found that it was interesting because that word, Yasha yashaba listen um, when i you... listened to it it said yashav <laughs> i listened to the sound okay, pronunciation i just did that because of how bad i do and i wasn't going to correct you but i felt like maybe <laughs> well, it would I help did listen to you about two of those <laughs> but then i stopped okay. so, um but it that word is used over 400 times wow throughout scripture yeah isn't that cool and to me you know there's 365 days in a year that means how much should we be dwelling in the presence of the Lord mm-hmm. every day, all day, twice morning, a day, almost, right? right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's cool. Yeah, and I love that too because yours says dwells, mine says live, and and so my next one that I did um, was shelter. Did you do Me that? Too. Okay, yes, I, I bet we did the same yeah. ones, which is really going to be cool though because even as you just said that, I didn't look at how many times it was used, but um, when it says we get different little nuggets out of each one yeah I think so too but this one is it says say there's it's s-e-t-e-r and it means Mm -hmm. like what I did was I wrote down my version said shelter but then I wrote down all the other versions what they might use for it and then the definition and some versions said um protection and secret place and that's the one that stood out to me I don't know if you saw that but it says I did that was so interesting. Yeah. And so as for you, the one who lives in the secret place of the most high, mm-hmm. meaning that it's this hiding place, it's secrecy, it's shelter, it's a covering, it's right. all of these, that that is um, who the Lord is. Like you living in, abiding in the Lord, you know, thinking about that, you're in this secret covering um, that is, is a protective, it's a shelter. And I, I loved right. that so much. That um, is so good. Yeah, what's the next one you did? I bet I know. Okay, so let's see. <clears throat> what I thought was really cool before we move oh, on to yeah. shelter. No, no, you're fine. Um, it was, so it says, he who lives in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So when I think of shelter, I almost envision um, a, a building or like a tent or something, right? Yeah. A shelter. Um, and then of the shadow, so I think of like the shadow is from that building, yes. right? Like, and I thought that was a really cool thing because if we're dwelling in the shelter of the Most High, which there's a whole thing about Most High, which is my next word. Is that your next mm-hmm. word? Yep. <laughs> so many things to say about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. But we're dwelling in the shelter of the Most High, and so in that we're we're like protected in that shadow i don't know it was almost like those went hand in hand you know it wasn't just like using two different words shelter and then another one's oh you're you're abide in the almighty i felt like the shelter and then the shadow went hand in hand like oh yeah does that make sense no it does and i think that is such a cool point because when i was trying to memorize this i struggled with i would interchange shelter and shadow um because and even when I wrote it down I was like the one who lives in the and I wrote shadow but it's really I have to live in this shelter I have to live in this secret place and because it calls it of the most high which I know we're going to get to but I think the highest the most upper so then when you think of this shelter that you're living I think of like this tall tower and that Mm -hmm. the what the shadow that it casts like how far that would land onto the ground you know is like so such a covering for everything that is dwelling inside of it abiding inside of it and at that Mm -hmm. you know so like I think that's a really cool point that I never thought about and I I really like that I'm glad that's that was really good and if you think about it like a shadow really does give um a lot of protection you know from shit from the sun like for sure it it should get provide shade right so the sun is scorching hot if things don't have a little bit of shade at least I know some things could be could live in direct sunlight all the time but generally speaking 
plant's life like needs some kind of shade and that's you know we're in his shelter but also in his shadow and i think we're going to come back to shadow i don't know about you but that is another word but before we moved away from shelter i thought it was really neat to compare that um the shelter to the shadow of it yeah so i did not do i didn't on um, this one i didn't do i only did most high and then um um, what does yours say? The shadow of what is yours? Which one? The almighty. See, mine says the sovereign one. So yeah. I, I, I did most high and sovereign one, but you said you had a lot to say on um, most high. So okay. I want to hear that. Okay. Well, the most high. Um, so back in the old, like back in the Bible times, the old Testament times, when sacrifices were made, they went to higher places, to mountains. They would put, they would, um, they would offer sacrifices in high places. Like when um, Noah's, you know, when, when the ship or the ark finally met ground again, the first sacrifice was at the top of a mountain. And, you know, there's all kinds, if you look through scriptures, it's all types of high places that sacrifices would have, would take place, but he is the most high. Mm -hmm. And to me, he's the ultimate sacrifice. He was the Passover lamb. He was the most high. And of course, I also think of like most high in terms of there's no one better. Right. That's another like almost obvious one to me. But if you really think about the sacrifice, because he was the ultimate sacrifice, he's the most high. It really is kind of neat to visualize it. And, um, and think of it in that way. What did you have? Yeah. Wow. That was really good. I didn't have any of that. So I think that, um, really what I saw that was kind of stuck out to me was the actual word itself being Elion, 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 I think. And that, you know, the word for God, God is Elohim. And mm-hmm. so the fact that it kind of was like a derivative of that, I mean, I know it's a name of God that's clearly said, and it's the most high, but just the way that it, just words and how they derive, you know, just kind of was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, you know, God, the yeah. one true God. And then if I'm going to say the most high, those words don't go together. You know, like if you, you have a cognate, like a word that sounds alike in, from one language to the next, like these are completely different words. Um, most high one true God like that's not something that I mean I know most high expresses uh, you know the best right like it's right. It's, it's yeah you can't it's the most high right like there's entire, nothing yeah. unless you start to say mostest which little kids say you know like the mostest <laughs> most <I> high <laughs> yeah then otherwise that's it you've reached the peak but I really right. loved um that you said that that was something that they did whenever there was this, the altars and the things that they did when they went to the mountains for like built an altar on a mountain and Noah, right after the the flood built on a mountain and um, Jacob offered sacrifices on a mountain. Like it's all the high places and throughout scripture, you're saying a lot about the high places and um, stuff like that. It's just really fascinating. Yeah. There's so much like correlation throughout the Bible of different. Yes. Things. And when you bring it down and they, and I think too, about the altars, they also built it up. Like they never mm-hmm. just did yep. it on the ground, on the ground. Um, they yeah. always built up an altar and there was this act. And I feel like that kind of speaks to the fact that it also had, um, a, a reference to this being the Davidic king exalt, exalted above others. So you're building mm-hmm. this altar and it exalt, you know, all of that, like all the words there. So that was really, really cool. So bef- before we go on, I want to come back because we're giving the words, but I want to say the scripture again. So nobody's getting yeah. lost. This is just verse one, everyone. <laughs> As for you, the one who lives in the shelter of the most high and resides in the protective shadow of the sovereign one. Um, Sarah, do you want to do yours one more time? Is that okay? Yeah, okay. I will. And then I have one more thing I want to share about shadow okay. um, as well. So mine says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. I love the different versions. Me too. I feel like that's so good. Yeah. Um, so going back to that shadow real quick, um, Hebrews 10, one says the law, not only, or the laws, 
is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, Mm. not the realities themselves. Mm. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices, repeat it endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. So it's really cool to me to be like, the shadow is just a little peak of what's to come, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you just get a little glimpse of the glory. Like, you know, just imagine being fully um in his presence one day in heaven right like we're protecting that just that shadow let alone in the full presence is like really cool to think about yeah and the 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 ultimate coverage that just the shadow gives us as we Uh go on in the scripture and then compared to when we just get to be with him and do nothing else yeah yeah Yeah. so yours says of the almighty mine says the sovereign one um Mm -hmm. but then that is the transit that is the translation should i and i know we say el should i which is almighty god and that's Mm -hmm. all i really had for that because i didn't think about sovereign and almighty i now when i'm saying it sure it makes sense but i have never put those as like cognates like or synonyms i never have put those in my brain as a synonym me neither a sovereign means you're in control of everything is what i've always thought but almighty means you're the most powerful all goes to right like it's all to you i've never ever put that together that's so cool yeah never so Wow. I thought I liked that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. That's so neat. That's so neat. It is super neat. Uh, All right. You ready for verse two? I'm ready. Yes. I want you to tell it and then I'll go. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So mine says, I will, um, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Yes. So this is how it continued as a mine continued as an address to a person it said Mm -hmm. i will say but then it put in these these brackets he will say meaning for the one who does the thing we just read he will say to the lord my refuge and my fortress my god and whom i trust Mm, Um, i like yeah i like that too um what 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 was the first word that you underlined refuge (laughs) me too (laughs) (laughs) okay what do you have for that All right, let's see. And do you remember how to pronounce this word? Yes. Okay, how do you pronounce it? It's, it's, they do this thing in it and it's like, (laughs) oh, see, I'm so glad I asked. That's not what I was going to say. See how fun that was? (laughs) So fun. Did not do it right. But every time he did it, I kept trying to do it with him, like the little voice that was saying Strong's Concordance. Did it? And I was like, (laughs) it just doesn't. So that's what it, that's what it is. (laughs) That's the word. (laughs) so funny. Um, so the highlights, there was a lot that actually went with the refuge, but the ones that really stood out to me was, um, I mean, shelter, protection from storms, from danger and from falsehood. That's the one that really stood out to me, um, shelter or protection from falsehood. Me too. The falsehood was like the falsehood in danger was like, yes, the danger. Yeah. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's different. Those are, mm-hmm. I mean, there's danger in believing falsehood, of course. Um, mm-hmm. and, and believing in falsehood could cause danger. Right. But I've never like, that's a different thing. And yet this word encompasses both. Uh, yeah. And I like that mind. Right. Yeah. Because I always think of refuge, like, um, like a refugee ex- escaping a country, you know, because it was dangerous and they need it um, somewhere safe to go. Right? right. But to escape. So danger, of course, is like, that's a big part of it. But the, what's the biggest part to me was the falsehood. Mm-hmm. Like this thing that you're in right now is nothing but false. Yes. Like you are in a situation that the enemy is like manipulating and twisting and it's falsehood. And I am going to remove you from that. Right. That's part of the refugee is like protection from remove provide shelter from that yes and that's so cool i never recognized that refuge meant all of that like the the falsehood part yeah i don't think we use it in our language as that sense but knowing that his word and that original word encompasses that i think is such there's so much more meat to that knowing it like yeah that there's a, a level of of shelter and protection and and keeping you away from the dangers mm-hmm. of falsehood and falsehood itself like all yeah. of that was really good okay what was the yeah. ne- uh, okay. next one okay so my next one technically my next one was um 
put on what was the verse that said. So I will say to Lori, um, my refuge, hold on, how did I, oh yeah. So I was looking at a different version when it, I did it. It is, but I wrote down, he is my, right? He is my refuge and my fortress because that is, is so um, important. It's not, he will be, or he was, or he should be, or he can be, or he might be. It's like, he is right yes and so that was my next one it was almost like it made it more concrete like this he is yes it's like he is it's like i am Mm -hmm. you know yes um and i did i I think that's really important too and at the very end i kind of circle back to that thought as well and something that i was reading is just the the timeliness of it like right now not tomorrow i mean yes tomorrow because when tomorrow comes it'll be right now but right now this moment but mine was um the fortress word fortress yep that's my next one yeah Yeah. and that one is matsud which is definitely (laughs) not what it looks like i've written out no but i don't know if you did this or not but one of the definitions was bulwark and i was like what is a bulwark me too i had to look that up yeah and i don't (laughs) well it's it's interesting because i looked it up in in secular dictionary what is a bull actually i said hey Oh, I better not say it because it'll start on my phone. But I called the girl <laughs> on my phone, the uh-huh. AI lady on my phone and asked what that yeah. was. And then um, and then I got a definition for it. But then later on, that word reappeared in a different thing. And it was given yep. a definition by the Bible that was not the same. So I thought that oh, was interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh. Um, so what did Sarah say? Uh, she said that it's a jutting out of a fort wall, a ledge, which is angular, normally like on a tower. And it's uh-huh. not easy. It's that piece that you see come out. That's like at the top of the tower where you can't get to it anyway. Um, but that's because it's also synonym with stronghold. And you know, Sarah, Uh that word, when I looked it up and found the original meaning back in like the very first podcast we ever did and found out that stronghold is a high lofty place, inaccessible, then that makes sense for this. Oh, inaccessible. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And, and it says, um, it, it also gave the definition of it being a net and prey. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, that, that kind of threw me off. What did you think about that? Well, it did, it did throw me off at first, except for then I go down in a minute. I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail a little bit. So I think I'll <laughs> pause right there and tell you okay. like, kind of, well, basically the point is that, um, if the Lord is my fortress and, and my net, it's like, this is the thing that, um, in this, in this, this context of fortress for him, it is not, um, necessarily, you know how it'll give a definition, like in this context, in this context, it's like saying in a captive way, like he's where I really felt it like this is where I'm held captive, but it's Mm -hmm. not, we're not his prey. So in this sense, it's not following that really, but we are Mm -hmm. captive to his protection, like in in a captive where they, you know, they can't be accessed that way, a captive, but not in like a, you're held against your will captive kind of way. Yeah. Right. 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 So um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's just what I got from it. And for fortress too, I wrote um, fastness. I thought that was neat. Like, um, you know, like fastness. How do I describe fastness? Um, like fasten, like fasten onto something. It's kind of what I um, envisioned with that. And then stronghold, defense, strong place. And I also got the bulwark, or no, that's not how you pronounce it. Bulwark, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, which for that one, when I went down that to like, what is that? I got the word rampart. Yeah. And I was like, did you? Yeah, for a I'm different like, thing. Rampart. And I was like, started singing the national Me too. Anthem. I'm like, yeah, you too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that All is. Oh, the ramparts we watch. <laughs> and it, it, it's a defensive wall mm-hmm. or walled city. And I thought, how cool is that? Like, God is our defensive wall. Like, He's like, you none shall pass you know like (laughs) you can't get past me you know around us like he is our walled city our defensive wall our shield you know like our defense our strong place our stronghold like 
that was really cool to me the fortress side of thing like he is my fortress he's my defensive wall yeah well when i and the the more it mine said that about it being um a defensive um well actually not for the bulwark when i get down my version when you get to verse four says Uh instead of shield or buckler it says protective wall and Mm -hmm. um that protective wall which i mean we it, it goes along with this too because it's the part of the the wall that is wide enough to be walked on for the watchman to go so it's oh, yeah so it's like not just me. the protective wall that he'll be he's also the watchman that's encircling yeah. the, you know so it's just super mm-hmm. good like all of it was that's like so what <laughs> yeah right. yeah um okay what's your all next, right, so what's your next uh, <laughs> um i did my god which is the elohim um oh. So good. And then what you get on that? that? Just that, that it was Elohim, which is divine. And that if in the plural, it's talking about angels, but like in the singular, it's talking about the one true God. Uh-huh. And it was done in the singular. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. My word was trust. Ooh, I have that as well. What do you have for? Well, I'll say so, this. I'm sure you got the yeah. definition, but I, what I did too, and I don't know if you did this, is I went to all the comparisons and I wrote down or uh, all the other versions in the Bible comparison, uh-huh. not all, but like 15 right. of them. And here are uh-huh. some other ways that they say in whom I trust. They say, okay. confide in okay. him, uh-huh. in whom is my hope in whom I rely and in my com- in confidence. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. But I love, I love that too. Anyway. So like those were put into different versions, like, okay, so can you give me an example? So my version says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So those versions said my God in, 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 in whom I, I confide in him in whom mm-hmm. is my hope. Can you say that my God, and then go down the list with those? Cause I want to hear that. Like, in, yes, in I, I think that'd be so cool. Okay. So I will say, um, you know, it, I'm going to say the whole thing. I, I will okay. say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God and whom is my hope, my God mm-hmm. in whom I rely my God, my confidence mm. and my God, I confide in him. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. It was really good. So powerful. And isn't it neat that the original Hebrew word there um, had such deep meaning that when people translated it, it was like hard. To, there's not one English word that covered it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it meant all of those things. That's so cool to me. Um, so the, for trust, I have secure, have confidence in, and to be bold. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So my God in whom I am secure, my God in whom I have confidence in, my God in whom I, um, my God in whom is bold. Yes. I thought, yeah, I think that's so neat. That just so deep. One little word that we use, trust, you know, <laughs> like that enough is a big, deep word. But when you really um, dig into it, how much deeper it goes. I think it really speaks to what God's asking of us, too. He wants you to trust in him. And when he uses that word, he wants you to confide in him. He wants you to put your yeah. hope in him, to rely on him, to be confident in him, to be secure and to be bold in him. Because mm-hmm. if you're bold in him, that means you fully trust him. If I'm going to come and be not afraid of what anybody thinks about me or how I, you know, how I'm perceived or any of that, that level of boldness requires trust in him. And I think that word to be bold really was the one that stood out the most to me in the definition. Um, And that word trust was batak. There's like a thing at the end of it. (laughs) Good job. You're welcome. I just wanted everybody to hear me say it. Fluent in no time. I know. (laughs) I'll be speaking (laughs) Hebrew and Greek. Here I go. Um, What was your next? um, Oh, I'm in verse three. For verse two, that was my last one. Should we read it one more time? Yes. Let's do it all. Do it all. Verse one and two. Yeah, one and two. Okay. Um, He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Mm, it's so good. Okay, so verse three. I'm going to read mine and then you read yours. Is that okay? Yep. He will certainly rescue you from the snare of the hunter and the destructive plague. Mm. Good. 
That's I like that visual. Mm-hmm. Mine says, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. Mm-hmm. And there will be in a moment, um, I'm going to go off on a little tangent, but it's so incredible. <laughs> and it was really just like my heart. Yeah, the Lord just led me down. So I'm going to share. But rescue was my first one. Is that yours? Rescue. That's a good one. No, that's not in my version. Mine is delivers. Yes. And that is my first word. I know it technically is the same part of the scripture, but different words. Yeah. And those in other translations are either rescue, deliver, save, liberate, or to free. Mm. And the original word. Okay. So it's like not. Not so. Not so. All right. It looks like nasal, but it's. It does. I know. That was how. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, that sounds nothing like nasal. No, not at all. But it looks, it's spelled exactly like it, just with some different shapes <laughs> above it. Yeah. Not so. Um, so before that word, actually, um, I had, for it is he. So for it is he who delivers. And that word is in the Hebrew, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it meant the word where they translate it wasn't the word is it was um it is he those three words was one word in the hebrew language mm-hmm. and it meant certainly and indeed that is exactly like, why i love that because mine doesn't my version says he will certainly it doesn't say it is he it says right. he will certainly and certainly. that's why that's so, yeah that's so exactly. cool that's why that is so cool it's like a matter of fact yeah. like right like it's concrete yep it is there's no doubt right. it is certain right. it is you can rely on it it is done he will yeah. do this yeah so cool. yeah i love that. so uh your word was rescue and my word was delivers right yep. that and- nostril whatever so you want to take it away on that um i don't because okay. i'm gonna go down a train a trail on the okay, next one and they shouldn't have to hear my <laughs> okay. voice that long <laughs> <laughs> So for that one, um, I wrote down for deliverers or rescues, I wrote down snatch away Mm -hmm. to rescue, to save, to strip off and to recover. And I thought, how cool is that? Like to snatch away, like he, I kind of envisioned being in a situation that the Lord just snatched me right out of, you know, rescued, he saved to strip off. I also loved that version because I thought about almost something like attacking me or like something on me. I think about, okay. So Felix not long ago stepped on an ant pile Mm. and he was covered like hundreds of ants and I just had to strip him off like his clothes, like, you know, trying to get these ants off of him. And that's what I envision is the Lord just stripping off the, wickedness or the sins or the um the attackers the enemies like whatever it was that was latching on like a leech just stripping those off and then I loved the recover Mm. right like not only does he do that but it's like part of recovery you know he snatches you away he rescues you he saves you he strips off and then it's recovered um he's not just leaving you there he's not just delivering you from it but he's it's also part of the recovery and that's so neat to me and i and the word snatch away and my the other one was like to tear oneself away when i think yeah. about that the part of it that sticks out to me is the immediacy of it and i i mm-hmm. think about like you know, you're walking your dog and they're just bebopping along, smelling the ground, looking for a place to poo, not like caring <laughs> about life. You know, they're just doing dog things. And yeah. I see that there is a car that has swerved over and I snatch the dog, you know, like right. the immediacy and the quickness because I'm paying attention. Like I'm in, I'm this person, right. this animal's caregiver and I'm paying attention to what's going on and they are kind of unawares and when I think of snatch it's like super fast you didn't even have time to really register why you're being snatched (laughs) right right? like wait what are you doing I was whatever but that's just how attentive he is to his his people yeah his children um so does yours say snare um let's see mine says yes mine says snare of the trapper okay so that is the thing mine says snare of the hunter and this is where the lord led me down a rabbit trail um because the very first session by the way this word is pach. <laughs> <laughs> good job you're doing good i'm impressed <laughs> You should see how I've written it out so I know to do that. 
<laughs> like sounds like and I put it on there. So um That's funny. <laughs> anyways, the the reason I went down this rabbit trail is because when it said snare, the very first thing said bird trap. And I was like, well, that is just not deep or poetic at all. And then I actually saw that. Yeah. And so like, then huh? I was like, no, God, you would not write bird trap. That seems almost silly. <laughs> like that just seems silly. So I was like, what are you trying to show me there? And so yeah. sure enough, the next word, some of the translations, okay, they say, um, Annette, some translations literally say, you will save me from the bird, the bird trap. And then yeah. the other ones say snare of Fowler, which I think we've heard if we've ever heard King James version. And, yeah. um, the thing, of course, it talks about it being of calamities, plots, a source of agent for calamity. But the thing that was like, blew my mind let me let me explain let me explain so a snare (laughs) of a hunter is that when I heard bird trap I'm like okay the hunter is a person like the first thing God was like this is someone who this is their job this is their whole livelihood this is like everything that they do in order to exist right and so the snare of the hunter we know that the only one who's after us hunting is the enemy the devil and it's his only existence and he's precise and he is skilled in it and so then i go and i look up fowler and this is from the encyclopedia um of bible i didn't write it down oh lord forgive me for that but it's the one i've used before and 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 it says fowler is a professional bird catcher and this is what he would do this is what this is how they would do it birds were captured with nets that they spread on the ground and the young birds were raised by hand and when they became very tame they would confine them in hidden cages so that their song would call to the other birds of their kind and then they could be killed and this is all done as a snare of the fowler the snare of the hunter is like he it sounds like bird trap is like a silly thing but back in the day there wasn't there's no guns. So this person right. had to be, had to scheme, had to be creative, had to understand its prey in order to be successful because it had to capture the bird. Like this is all that it does. And when you think about that in reference to the enemy of his, of his, um, schemes against us and the way that he traps us and I really felt like the way that they do here is like it traps this little baby bird that then begins to trust this human and the person is then the bird is then put into a cage and it's calling and it brings other birds its way like it goes outside they put the cage outside and it brings birds to them and I just thought like how meticulous the enemy is to try to destroy us and all the things that he uses. And yet God says he certainly will snatch you from that, you know, going back to the immediacy of it and the way that he like is, is coming before you can, you know, all of that. Like it was just, yes. And it was so good to me. And they used to do other terrible things too. Like, um, they would sew the bird's eyes shut. And so then it would just cry and cry and cry and it would uh-huh. draw other birds to it. And then they would do the same thing. It was just terrible. Oh, and so I think that's why people of that time, it wouldn't be silly to say bird trap because they know right. like the level yeah. that a fowler has to go to in order to get these birds captured. There's no right. gun, right? Like it's just anyway. So for the time of the writing that would have been very impactful to them where I felt like it was kind of lost on us a bit. Right. No, absolutely. And, and for them to think of it when they're reading that as they're the bird. Yes. You know? Yes. And it it, it goes on to, they call it, it doesn't just say calamities. It says plots and sources of agents of calamities is another word for this snare. Um, And, and when I looked up calamity, calamitous, it's like, catastrophic disastrous you know so when you go and think about the word snare of a fowler of the hunter it's talking about this specific things that they used to do but also in the sense of it being a plot of ultimate like destruction so it's not just some like little like 
mamby pamby thing like it's legit <laughs> and yeah. it it would have held a lot of weight with the readers of that time I feel like and you know for us it's not as much yeah I mean for sure and if you read the whole verse again in context with that in mind um you know for it is he who delivers you from the snare which we just talked about of the trapper right and from the deadly pestilence pestilence like it's it is he yes. right we already decided that it is he means certainly yes indeed right and it is he who delivers um to rescue to snatch away save strip off recover from the snap or the snare of the trapper in that context is like whoa yes you know that's deep <laughs> it is and how long how often do we just kind of go over it like the snare of the yeah. hunter or the whatever like right and we just think oh yeah from from the enemy and his plots which is absolutely true sure. but how sneaky and crafty and sly and manipulative and wicked yes. is the enemy you know just Yes. And I think about, I guess when this whole way that they do this to the birds really just made me think of how he really does. Like you said, it's so sneaky, but like he used, he uses one of their own. He uses Mm -hmm. like, and he does, he uses others and he uses these things. And to me, just the imagery of it, I'm not even really conveying it well, but the Lord was just kind of just, it was just kind of rolling over my spirit. Like, the level of depravity that is necessary is not something to take lightly, but also he's telling you, I will certainly snatch you from that. Like I, and so right. for me, that was just like the, the deeper and uglier, the, the meaning of those words got the better the promise was right. Like if you're just going to, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you're going to get me from like behind a cage door and not, I mean, that's great. I'm glad I'm not in a cage, <laughs> but like, no, I'm going to take you away from all that deception. I'm going to take you away from uh, it. Just anyways, it was just deep. It was very deep for me. And I really that love that. Deep. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, prestilence. What is your, what did your word for, say for that? Mine says plague. Um, plague. Okay. Yeah. So cause pestilence, that's plague or disease. Yeah. So that makes sense. But I did. Actually, when I was reading that, I was like, what is pestilence? It's like pestilence. Pestilence. Thank you. Um, but I looked it up. I was like, oh, plague or disease. Why do we have to use such fancy words? I know. Could you say disease? (laughs) Whatever. Well, I did. Mine says destructive. Does yours say deadly? before Deadly, it yeah did you under uh-huh. did you do that one or no I did not okay did you I did I and so I wanted to okay. share that one because it was also really really good um that word is have <laughs> and it means it in the other versions like you you know you looked it up I have destructive you have deadly and other versions say perilous noisome and calamitous which is also mm-hmm. again calamitous calamity means catastrophic or disastrous um but those other versions would say that like either instead of destructive or deadly those are the other ones right but the meaning means desire in a bad um context is what it said and figuratively it means chasm for a destruction like it means chasm mm-hmm. i'm sorry i said that backwards it means chasm which it figuratively of destruction and it goes on mm-hmm. that if you're talking about it figuratively as a chasm that's what it means but if you're talking about it literally it's an engulfing ruin that mm-hmm. and that's for that that's the word that goes in front of the pestilence and plague um so right. if again the level the deepness makes the promise that much bigger like we're a plague by itself is just absolutely you know it's a it's an epidemic right Right. um but then if okay we're we're not just talking about any plague we're talking about one that is a chasm like destruction and an engulfing room catastrophic and disastrous right like it's just like a lot he's using very descriptive words to tell you what he can take you out of yeah wow yeah and for it to be deadly Mm -hmm. you know like the enemy is he comes to kill still destroy yep Um, engulfing ruin you can't come back from it yeah um and i and but but his promises allow you to but if if left unattended to it would be deadly and and engulfing ruin so i thought that was like whoa 
That is so good. Yeah. So pestilence, plague, disease. That's how some of the other translations say it. Mine said plague. Yours says that pest. Your, yours had a terrible. Plague is so much easier. Pestilence is this like, I don't know, uh-huh. long word. Disease would have just agree. been equally easy if we had picked that <laughs> one. But yeah, those are the three. But what did you get definition wise for that? Um, that it was just plague disease. Okay. So I looked up the word that was in there that said moraine. I'm like, what is a moraine? Cause all the other ones said like plague, epidemic, disease, right. you know, whatever. But it's this one added, it's an infectious disease. And it was like mm-hmm. specific to like, they started naming certain diseases that would have come through the cattle. And so to okay. me, oh, yeah, I saw that. yeah, that even added an extra layer of how this, you know, uh, engulfing ruin of a disease is coming at you. It's going to come through your source of life, which is the eating and the things like, you know, like that, Yeah. which I don't know if they ate cow then. I don't know. Either way, the point. Well, either way, they had cattle, and if it if their cattle, you know, were diseased, yeah, yeah, and they definitely sacrificed the animals too. And if they were infected, they wouldn't have been able to do those sacrifices at that time, um, because it had to be, you know, a pure animal. So it would have literally reached over into their way of asking for forgiveness and their source of food. And if it wasn't a source of food, it was a source of income because cattle and Mm -hmm. things, that was their wealth. So it was really basically when they say this disease, this infectious disease, and then they equate it to one that would touch the cattle, you're looking at not just the death or infection of your body, but of every source that you need for your redemption, for your living, for all of that. And again, the promise is I will snatch you from that. And I was like, man, that is good stuff. That is good stuff. Yeah. That's such good stuff. So good. So, so good. Okay. Um, We're on to verse four. I'm going to read it all together one more time so we can get our head. Or no, I'm not. I'm just going to go to verse four because it's a lot. Okay. And we can do, we can recap at the end. He will shelter you with his wings and he will find, and I'm sorry, and you will find safety under his wings. His faithfulness is like a shield or a protective wall. What is your say? Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, mine says he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. Yep. That bulwark is a different thing here, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you looked up for bulwark, but it's a different thing in the definition, um, which I thought was really cool. Cause we just said that a bulwark was that jutting out of the wall, which is also yeah. applicable here. Okay. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, Anyways, I will, I will get to that whenever I feel like I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> What's your first word you underlined in that verse? Mine is shelter, your, which is your cover. Um, um, let me see. Yeah, you will cover me. Okay, cool. I didn't write that one down. What'd you put? Oh, so it is, it, it's sometimes used as cover, um, but it is different from the verse one shelter. So the verse one shelter going back where it says the shelter Mm -hmm. of the most high, that is um, protection or secret place, right? That was what we talked about with that, just to recap. But this shelter is talking about to hedge, fence about, or shut in, to block, to overshadow, screen, stop the approach, shut off, and cover. And so I thought that was cool that a word, this word is... um, Salka, <laughs> and it is it looks like sakak if you were reading it in english but definitely not um but it i thought it was really cool this it's happened twice now where they've used they're using the translation of it will say shelter but it's a different mm-hmm. word and there's a bit of a different connotation i liked how the first one was like it's a secret place and this mm-hmm. one's like this is a which of course a hedge you could be secretive but it really is talking more about the enclosure of it the covering the right. the you know the i think city. yeah the hedge of protection fence about shut in block mm-hmm. overshadow so and it says stop right. the approach so um he will stop the approach with his, he will shut you in. He will fence you about, you know, he will block. And I just really like that. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that mine says cover. And so I didn't even think about it being um, the same 
you know, because mine's not shelter and shelter from verse one and verse four. Mine's slightly different. But even that cover is such a, uh, when you look at it that way as that um, block, yeah. it's it's really neat. Um, what's your next word? Wings. Yep. So did you do, what? how's your version go again? He will. So yours says, you. p- that was what I was going to bring out, Pains. but your version mm-hmm. of already does it. But mine says wings and wings. So he will shelter you with his wings and you will find mm-hmm. safety under his wings. But yours right. says pinions, which is feathers the first time. Yeah. And that's what I looked up and that sent me down a rabbit trail as well. But I want to hear what you, what the Lord opened <laughs> up to you on that. Um, so for feathers, I mean, I didn't really go down a whole lot of a rabbit trail for that, to be honest. Okay. I just wrote down feathers. So I would love to hear what the Lord opened up to you. So the feathers, his pinions, um, it, it means wing. And, and when you're talking about God, it's a metaphor of God. And the wings that they specifically talk about, the, the feather, the feather pinions, I think it's more like the parts, right? Um, mm-hmm. It is... They talk about it in reference to the wings of eagles, ostriches, and uh, doves, and also um, like stork. Okay, so I went and I looked at what what does that mean. I went to the encyclopedia of it, and it said, and so basically, pinion is a metaphor for God. And how many things, Sarah, as we're studying, have we realized as metaphor for God that we didn't know? I mean, we know stone. That's why we're like Jasper. But what was the other one just recently? We're like, oh, that's a metaphor for God too, and we didn't realize it. Oh, ooh, it was just the other day. It left me. It was. Ah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, well it'll come back, yeah, but it's uh, it will. so pinions is a metaphor for God, the wings part. And, mm-hmm. um, it says that it is for wing. Like I said, it was those specific birds and it says, um, the wings of an eagle. It's because they're seven to nine feet in their sweep. They are of untiring flight and have the strength to carry heavy burdens. So they became mm-hmm. a symbol of strength and endurance in reference to this metaphor of God. But for the wings of a stork, it was used to portray the strong flight. Um, and they, mm-hmm. they quote scripture here where these, these are used, where they're getting that from, but I'm not, it's too much. But then um, the wings of a dove is to symbolize the love aspect of God. The, the, when he's talking about that. And of course we also know about the, um, the the chicken right it, the yeah. this one the chicken is always one that makes me laugh but now that I have chickens like I said I get it I can see it because they are so protective and they are so like put their little chicks under their wings which we know <laughs> um and so yeah so that pinions word it means wing but it's a metaphor for God and specifically for those birds and those birds wings signify different characteristics of God's um, or different parts of God's character, I should say. That's so neat. Yeah. I love that. And that, that's really cool. Right. And we're just reading it along for it's like, right. <laughs> at its face value, I guess. Um, yeah. So, so cool. Uh, my next word was bulwark. Did you have anything before that? Um, yeah, I have a lot before that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, well, and the next wing that is used there that yours said the safety of his, under his wings, that one is talking about the extremity or edge or border of a garment, like that kind of wing, like the outer mm-hmm. part. And I thought that was really cool because I never thought about it. So the first yeah, part is-, is really metaphorically his wings. And then it went into the specifics of of why those birds were chosen. But I, then I picked out safety and it means refuge to seek refuge, to flee for protection and to put trust in God and confide or hope in God. So mm-hmm. that word safety under his wings is, is really saying that it is your you flee for protection, putting your trust in God and confiding, uh, confide or hope in God which I'm like, what? Yeah. Right. And then the last one before, uh, well, I have two, I have faithfulness and I have shield. Um, and so faithfulness means, um, it just means sureness, reliability, stability, and continuance, which I just loved. I love those synonyms. I know yeah, that continuance. That's so good. Yeah. It's continuance. Yes. Yeah. And then the shield. So his faithfulness is like a shield, 
Um, and then it said the next one says your next one that you're going to talk about is bulwark. Um, uh-huh. and some of it says buckler, some says rampart, some say armor of protection, but that they're both meaning she like they those both those words shield or your bulwark are actually right. talking about shields like but they're different right. kinds of shield for that time so yeah. um what do you do you have about your little bulwark I... well that was my thing at first it was at first I was like well bulwark just means shield when I was looking at the definition um and I was like so his faithfulness is a shield and a shield mm-hmm. and I was like what <laughs> so that kind of brought me down a little bit of a rabbit trail and I, I already kind of shared about the bulwark what I learned about it um, earlier when we were talking about fortress and stuff um, but it was defensive wall mm-hmm. a walled city and the rampart um, it's kind of what I what the Lord revealed to me about that and that was really cool because that is a shield like a walled city and a defensive wall those are types of shields like you're being shielded from the outside yes um, you know that's cool yeah and mine actually calls it a protective wall instead of a shield so instead of shield and right your version yeah uh-huh. my version i thought that was neat i was like ooh, that was good when you were reading it earlier yeah and but the shields i thought i, I this will be like my last little like fun fact but no it won't i'm kidding i have a whole other page <laughs> just kidding we got i'll have to hurry but listen that shield there's two different kinds of shield. There's like the kind that was super big and could hide behind a human. Like, uh, I'm sorry, a human could hide behind (laughs) it. But there is also when it talks about a buckler, which is a bulwark too, it also has the connotation of the lighter shield that could be moved quickly to like block and to do like that you could carry kind of on your arm versus like this Mm -hmm. giant shield that you would put up to form a protective wall. Like if everybody in the army had it it would encapsulate you know all of them and so i thought that was kind of a neat thing that is super cool okay what else do you have so i can just lightly run through these last things well i'm not you know what Um, i'm not gonna hurry because everybody if you're listening and this has gotten super hard just break it up take some time come back and and hear the rest of it (laughs) (sighs) um so the last thing i had on because we're only doing the first four board yes right yes Okay, because I have everything up to 16 verses. That's for another time. So verse four, the last thing I really wrote down was, again, I think it just was like a repeat thing um, that the Lord was revealing to me. But it was the words, he will, Mm -hmm. um, for he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings um, and all of that. Again, it just comes down to that certainty. The indeed, it's done, it's factual, like sealed you know sign sealed delivered yeah. <laughs> like um, yeah. unchangeable <laughs> all of that and that was kind of the repeat thing that kept coming up to me um throughout all of all of this chapter well you're about to be blown away at how godly the rest of this is and why god kept putting that on your heart because he led me to this um like like deeper study of the word protection because that's mm-hmm. essentially the entirety of this message, right? Is the protection yeah. of God. Psalms 91. Mm-hmm. And so it says that protection, God is able to afford it. And then it says, it references 1 Peter 1 5, who by God's power are um, who by God's power are guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And that is describing the fact that God is able to afford you protection. Like it's within his means to give you protection that that scripture backs that up. And then the next one about protection is that God is faithful to give it to you. Um, And it's second Thessalonians three, three, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Um, And so again, that part, you know how you were just saying like he is and the, and the descriptions of it, then it came down to God is his, the, I'm sorry, the protection of God is, and then there's, eight things that are listed. It is indispensable, which means absolutely necessary. God's protection is seasonable, meaning timely. God's protection is unfailing. God's protection is effectual, meaning it's successful in bringing a desired result. God's protection is uninterrupted without break. God's protection is encouraging. 
God's protection is perpetual, meaning never ending or never changing. And God's protection is afforded to those who can't do it for themselves. And I have scriptures that back all those up and they're so, so good. But I think instead of keeping our listeners on here, what I'm going to do is type this up and put it as like a post on our like Jasper Facebook page, because it's really, really good. And I think, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, idea. Like, you might want to have it for your, like I post things around my house to remind me of God's promises, but yeah, I do that too. And I love that. Yeah. Well, if you don't have that's, any more, so oh, I'm sorry. What? No, that was so good. That was it. Okay, I wanted you to pray us out. Wow, that was really good. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, I just want you to pray us out then. If you're, we're good. Okay. Lord, we just come before you and we praise you. Thank you that um, you are the most high and we get to dwell in your shelter and rest in your shadow. Thank you for being our refuge and our fortress. Thank you for being trustworthy and faithful and unending and unchanging god thank you for delivering and rescuing us from the deadly snares of the enemy lord you are so good and so faithful thank you for protecting us in the shadow and the shelter of your wings lord you are our mighty fortress our shield and our protector we praise you for that and and we give you the glory. We just stand in all of your goodness. We stand in all of who you are and all that you do for us. And we are honored to be your children. Thank you, Lord, for, for your mighty protection. Just pray that as we go forth, that we will be mighty lights to your kingdom and that we will walk in the freedom and protection that you have promised us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We declare over you God's word, Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better.